Welcome to the Fearless Female Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Katerina Cormas, mindset and confidence coach for fabulous women just like you. I'm here to help you attract in more of what you desire in life and business, more wealth, more joy, success, confidence, soulmate clients, and all the abundance you can imagine. This podcast is all about your evolution, your evolution to becoming the woman that has all she desires. This is where you become untethered from the fears and the doubts and the limiting beliefs holding you back right now, and instead embodying the mindset, beliefs, thoughts, and actions that will bring you to your next level goals, dreams, and success. If you're ready to step into your next level confidence and fearlessly create the life and business of your dreams, then you're exactly where you're meant to be. This is where you get your weekly dose of paradigm and mindset shifting insights that will help you change the way you see yourself and all you're capable of manifesting in your life and business. So if you're ready to get started, let's begin. Hi, y'all. Welcome back to the Fearless Female Entrepreneur Podcast. I am so excited. We're doing something a little different today. Uh, normally, it's either me popping on with a topic of conversation or I'm interviewing a guest. And today, I am inviting on a guest co-host. So we get to chat about a topic together. Um, and today, I'm bringing on Michelle Dewey. She is a content repurposing specialist. Um, we met... I don't know, three or four years ago in a mastermind. And we've been following each other ever since. And I'm so excited for the conversation we're going to have today. So welcome. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you very much. Yeah, I think this is going to be fun. It's something different. You know, when I have guests on, we're really talking about their specialty and I'm interviewing them and and but I feel like a good conversation. You and I chatted a couple of weeks ago, and we realized we have a lot in common about some of the hangups and uh, mindset traps that we've we've found ourselves in along the way. And the one we really hit home on was the topic of uh, shoulds falling into I should do this. I, I the the whole narrative in our head around not what we want to do, but what we should and how that is the filter we use to make decisions and how that has really dictated the path we took and the obstacles we came across and the frustrations we had until we finally freed ourselves. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree with you that the should has been the thing that has, you know, when you see those diagrams of entrepreneurs where they have like the squiggly line everywhere, like, don't be that this entrepreneur. No, that's me. Like I am that squiggly line because I did the path of I should do this and not really where my heart truly was taking me. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I've done it. I realized today as I was thinking about this topic, I'm like, oh my gosh, I think I've done this since I was six. <laughs> I think this has mm-hmm. been my, my pattern, my, <laughs> the way I have navigated life. And it really, you know, for me, I, I hate to say it, but it kind of messed up my business in the beginning, for sure. 100%. I 100% agree with you. And mine, it actually, so in the beginning, my business was great and I scaled, 
but I self-sabotaged myself because what I ended up doing is I went from being a virtual assistant to an OBM because you know, you really should just go from being a virtual assistant to an OBM because that's the most logical path because you have the skill set to do that. So, okay, yeah, I'll do that. But I didn't love it. So I just like feel like my whole, I imploded my whole business because I went down a path that I thought I should go down, but it wasn't the path that I really wanted to go down for my own self and where I feel like my niche or my skill set is at. Yeah, that's interesting. Cause I guess when you think about the VA to OBM, it's kind of like a quote unquote promotion, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like an old school that's what I, you, I thought of when you said that. I'm like, it's like an old school climb the corporate ladder paradigm of promotion. Like you mm-hmm. automatically go from a VA and you grow into the OBM, which is, you know, again, in the corporate world is also restricting as well. But yeah, it doesn't leave room for the creativity or your your individual specialty. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I just you know how you like your job will suck the life out of you. I was getting to the point where I felt that exact same way. I'm like, what is wrong? How did I get this far in my business and feel this way? So this year I've actually burnt it all down to the ground and I'm pretty much starting over. So, but it's been a good move for me. What was the, like, so first of all, I love the burning it down to the ground thing. I am all for it. It is not working. Just scrap it. I, I am all for like, I, and it never was like that before. I would force myself to do something because I should, and I cannot go back on my word. And if I do, then I'm unreliable and people won't take me seriously. And man, is that like, oh, that's a horrible, like resentment feeling in you. Like you're trapped. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. what was that like to like burn it to the ground? Well, okay. So I'm going to give you a little bit of a confession. So this has happened to me twice, twice. Once, so before I started my business, I was a sales rep. I don't know if I, we talked about this before, but I was a sales rep and I traveled 70% of the time, Ooh. 75, yeah. And I hated it. I hated it. And then my manager said to me, he's like, you know, I'd be fine if you traveled four weeks out of the month. I'm like, what? You've got to be kidding me. That's like, hundred percent travel. And at that time, I mean, my kid, I have three children and they were, you know, active and busy. And I was like, no, you gotta be kidding me. So of course I felt I should stay in the job because that's just what I was doing. Same with you. Put your head down. It's going to be fine. Just bulldoze through all of it. You can handle it. But that wasn't what the path was. I had said to my husband, if something happens to my sales job, I know I'm what I'm going to do. I'm going to become a virtual assistant. And he's like, okay, yeah, whatever. Well, two months later, I feel that was God saying, yep, you need to be part of your family. You need to no longer be a stranger in your own home. And I was laid off. Like they did layoffs every single year, but this was like a big one where they let go of a lot of sales force and did some consolidation. And there I was. And then So then again, this last year, I kind of ran into that same exact burning down where I wasn't, you know, just didn't feel right for me. I wasn't very happy with it. And both of my OBM clients that I had within three months had things come up in their business where they needed to scale back. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. I'm like, oh, he does it to me every time. Like anytime (laughs) where I'm 
too, you know, like I'm letting that should get in the way. Like, I feel like he's like, oh, no, this is your path. Here you go. You should shove out the door. Is a little friendly nudge. There you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that similar thing happened. I had the massage and wellness business and it was growing. Mm-hmm. So I had the one, I gave that to my business partner, started another one. And before COVID, I was booked up. I was finally like, I was making enough to pay, have overflow and pay down debt. And I was so excited, but I was miserable. Like I love the money, but I was so miserable because it was just, you. it's grueling work to do massage, especially the amount I was doing per week. And mm-hmm. plus all the business stuff, right? The marketing, the showing up on Instagram and on Facebook and the specials and the gifts and all that, all the money management, all of the expenses. And I remember before, like I, there was like this inner calling, like, this is not what I want to do. And it was like this cry inside going, I remember it was like a few weeks before COVID lockdown. I was like, I want out. I just need a break. I just need to stop because I knew I wanted to go full-time in coaching. And I was just like, I don't want this business anymore, but I have to because of the money and I should stay in it and I can't rock the boat. And But everything in me was like, I just need a pause button to figure this out. I need a moment where I'm not exhausted. And I'm not kidding. I have the journal that, and it was a week before when I'm like, I just want to break. I just want to take time off. And no joke, a week later, (laughs) the whole world stopped. And I'm like, be careful what you wish for. Or it was the universe going, we hear you loud and clear. We got it. Mm -hmm. You're done. Mm -hmm. Took Mm -hmm. you a while to get there, but it's over. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Isn't it crazy how like it just, those things just happen? Yeah. Well, I think- I honestly feel like right, the universe and God are always trying to get us back to alignment and we we mm-hmm. know it. And this is where the shoulds come in. We It's like all that conditioning in the outside world and what it should look like and what you can't, you know, if you have a stable job, you can quit that. I remember moving from uh, Rochester to here and I just wanted to quit my job and go. And people were like, no, you can't do that. You can't just quit your job and go. And I'm like, why? Like my brain was like, but I'll find a job down there. But like, no, 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 you have to have the security and you have to have so much savings. Yeah. I don't, you know, I feel like, but the universe wants you to be happy. And I think the shoulds are always bringing you back out of alignment to where you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Oh yes. I agree with you. That's very well said. Yeah. Very well said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I remember the other day when we were chatting about shoulds, you had, you and I both had like slightly different issue. Like, uh, I guess the way the shoulds like impacted us, right? Like for mm-hmm. me, it was, I felt like I had to fit in. I felt like I, I needed, uh, to follow a path in a way to, to not stand out too much, to make sure I succeeded. So I followed in this path, right? Like I followed when I became an entrepreneur, I was like, everything a coach told me to do, I did right. Like, okay, this is how you're successful. This is how I fell into the your next $10,000 month. Like do it this way. Like I fell into all of that. Cause I'm like, Oh, I got to do that to be like everybody else, to be successful like everybody else, to to be a part of the crowd, (laughs) to feel like I belong. Like that has been my, the like how I got sucked into constantly 
doing the shoulds instead of like actually hearing my voice. Yeah. Well, and mine, I think is very similar as well to yours in the fact that, you know, sucked in, like, this is how you build your business and this is how you do it. But one of the things that I've figured out about myself, that if it's not like in me, like, I feel like this is truly in integrity with me and what I want to do, then it doesn't, it doesn't work regardless if it worked for that other person, it doesn't work for me. Uh, and yeah, this so often, I mean, I will make decisions based on what other people think. Oh, this is how it has to be done. You need to show up here this many times and you need to be on this platform or you need to do this. And I'm not successful with it. And it's like, I bang my head against the wall. Why is, why is this not working? Why is this not, why can't I make this successful? And then I get to the point where it's like, oh yeah, no, I don't feel like in, that I'm in alignment with like, this is my true being or the words that I would use or mm -hmm. the phrases that I would use or the things that I would do. So that always felt like I was just off balance and it wasn't really mine. Yeah. Until you kind of feel off kilter a little bit, like mm -hmm. not really. Yeah. You kind of feel so off that you can't really keep going forward. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. And that, I mean, that's like the whole, like the burn it down with my OBM. I really feel like that's the same thing where I just, it was somebody else's and not really my own process or things that I put in place. I just felt like I was just following all this, the steps that they had put, but never really made it my own. Um, until I decided I'm like, no, this is, you know, like I love content. I love, I have a whole process for my content. I have a whole process for repurposing my content. And I'm like, why don't I just do that one thing? Like, why don't I? And it's, you know, in my head, it's like, oh, can you really just do that? I don't think you can. Is it really right? And it's like that whole path again of, should you do it? Because you don't really see that many other people doing. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's so much of a, and it's this thing too. I don't know if you ran into this, like the buzzword. Oh, it's just such a buzzword right now. That's why you're thinking about it. And it's like, no, it's not, it's not because I've been doing it for a really long time. <laughs> Maybe it's a buzzword because it's needed <laughs> and it works. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I fell, I fell into the same thing. So seven years ago is when I became a life coach. I took a year's, a year long class, a course or schooling. And, uh, you know, it, basic level coaching. Like I'm not, it's so funny because I think of coaching as like old school coaching and whatever this new thing is that they call coaching, which is to me so unaligned in so many ways. But I knew old school coaching, right? Like really into coaching the gap where you are now to where you want to be really getting into the stories and the old beliefs, like coaching. <laughs> mm -hmm. But when I started, you know, in the mastermind we were in and all the other things, uh, all the other like groups I was in, you know, nobody was a mindset and confidence coach. Everybody was a business coach. And I thought, okay, I can't just be a mindset coach. Like 
I don't, everybody's a business coach. And then they'll be like, well, I'm a business coach, but really I coach mostly on mindset. I'm like, so why aren't you a mindset coach? Well, because people want business coaching. And I'm like, but if you're not coaching on the business stuff, why are you calling yourself a business coach? But I thought that's what I have to do in order to make money. I can't be a mindset coach. I have to call myself a business coach. And I tried, I created masterclasses. And every time I tried to launch something, I might get one or two, three people in them, which is successful, but I always, it just, it just kind of felt like I was trying to be somebody else. And it was because I thought, well, I can't do just mindset coaching. Nobody will hire me if I'm just a mindset coach. And I still have those moments, you know, because it's all that old conditioning, because everywhere you go online, all you see your business coaches, business coach, business coach, business coach. <laughs> Um, but same thing, like, oh, I can't. And then, but then you'd hear the opposite end of the spectrum of you have to niche down. And then I'd be like, okay, I'm a mindset coach. Well, for who? And who are these? And I'm like, okay, now I've got to. And honestly, once people talk to me about niche, I shut down. I'm like, I'm going to give up my business if I have to niche anymore. Like I can't, I can't do it. It's not, it doesn't resonate with me. And everybody's like, you have to niche. And that actually probably held me up for two years in my business because of, the niching and not feeling like it could be a mindset coach and all of that. I went nowhere. And yet you said it like in the beginning of my business, when I believed that I could just put up a website, <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. I thought I'm a coach. Now I'm going to put up a website and people are just going to find me and I'll just create a Google page, you know, business, my business page. I'll be fine. Do you know, I got, I got clients without marketing from my website. And from my Google, my business page. And, but then I fell into the people saying, oh, people are not going to just find you from a website. People are not going to just find you from Google. You have to be in all these places. And I lost that belief. And I never got that like random person in my inbox again, <laughs> because of somebody telling mm -hmm. me what I should do. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And now that you say that, yes, I have done that exact same thing. <laughs> Yeah, because it, it like it's not all that talking in your head. And I'm a constant learner. So I'm always listening to podcasts. I'm always watching YouTube videos. I'm reading books all the time. And sometimes I think that can be to my detriment just because then I have that whole not wanting to, but I have that whole comparison of this is what they did. So oh, maybe I need to do that because they did it this way and it worked for them. So it's got to work for me too. But you know, that whole not in integrity with myself as well and yeah. having something that I really feel is mine. Yeah. 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 I think that's, I think that's one of the hardest things. I, you know, I th often think about like, you know, from the time we were little, we were always told what to do. And then like even going to school, what are you going to study? Well, in order for you to be this, you have to take all these classes and you have to get these grades and you have to take these tests and you have to blah, 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 know these things in order to get the job. And then they like release you into the world, <laughs> like go figure it out. But like how many of us had a voice and like know our own voice outside mm -hmm. of, and I think it's just common, especially for you know, female entrepreneurs or people in business where you break free from people telling you what to do. And all of a sudden it is your own voice, but you don't know your own voice and you can't know what you're doing because nobody's ever allowed you to know or make decisions for yourself. So how can you 
make decisions for yourself. So then you fall into, well, they know how to be successful. They know how to do this. I don't have a job description that leads to with a list of responsibilities that lead to my success. So I have to follow somebody else. It's, and I think that is where I stumbled the most is that I, I didn't have a voice from when I was little and I was bullied and I tried to fit in. And then all of a sudden I'm going out and doing this thing that I know is right for me. But then at the same time, I'm like, but I can't, I don't know how to make decisions for myself. (laughs) I don't know what's right. I don't know what's going to work. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's funny. I just think about how many decisions I make as a mom and a wife, but yet I struggle to make decisions sometimes in my business. And then I'm like, well, no decision is a decision. So (laughs) what am I saying here? Um, Or I second guess the thing that I really need to push my, that working on mindset is not second guessing my decisions. Nope. I made that decision for who I was at that time. So I can either choose to make a different decision now, but I can't sit there and second guess the decision that I made at that time because I did it to the best of my ability. And I think it's so easy to fall into that trap of just second guessing everything that you do because you think it should be a certain way or not giving things enough time. Yeah, that's true. And moving away from them faster because, oh, it's that whole, it's, well, it didn't instantly work. So it's not going to work. And so being a little bit more patient and listening, like you said, to yourself and what truly you want to succeed at. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. I think uh, we want instant results. We don't realize there's a whole evolution that has to happen (laughs) that, I mean, one, you, you brought up a point before of like, sometimes what you're doing just isn't, it's not lighting you up enough. It's not going to be the thing that works for you because you, it just isn't right for you. You're not excited about it. You're not doing it enough. You're not committed enough. But the other piece is like, we want instant results and that's not how life works <laughs> ever, ever in our, you know, it took us 18 years to graduate high school. And yet we want to throw up one Instagram post and be like, I'm successful. There's my $200,000 a year. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's, it's taking those, you know, looking at those little bumps in the road that you go through and figuring out, oh, well, how can I do this differently? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, actually assessing. I don't I think we, I think it's common to assess based on an outcome as opposed to assess based on how we feel about it. So a lot of times, you know, it's, I did this thing, like if I, like my podcast, I love my podcast. It's not growing by leaps and bounds. It is the most organic, you know, grassroots type approach that I'm taking with it. If I were to sit there and go, oh gosh, I'm not at 10,000 downloads of episode, I fail. You know, if I did that, I would stop, but I don't, right? Instead I say, oh, I have a few more downloads or I like this format that I'm doing better. I like how it's evolved better. I like how I've approached it better. I've allowed myself to tweak and try different things and, you know, play around with, am I I committed? No, I'm not committed this year. Great. Next year, we're going to be committed. Like, I mean, it's the difference between judging based on an outcome and judging based on an evolution. 
and growth. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Because I mean, that's the whole key to it, right? We grow and change. I mean, that's how you get successful is by growing and changing and moving into those different different spots and positions that you're in. I mean, your mind gets better. You Everything gets better. I mean, you tackle mindset easier mm-hmm. than you did before, but there's always going to be another obstacle in the way, but it takes you less and less time to get past them. Yeah. Yeah. And I've discovered, I don't know, I'm sure you've discovered it too. Like as you found your own voice, as you released the shoulds, mm-hmm. like it's become so much easier and there's so much less pressure. Like I realized this year has been my, I call it my untethering year. Um, untethering from all the shoulds, untethering from all the fears and the doubts and the beliefs and really working on, you know, unleashing myself. And this year I went, I, I think the shoulds, I was always in a frantic energy. I don't know if you felt this like back when in the OBM days and the VA days where you're like, I have to make this work. I have to, I have to try, I'm going to, oh, I'm in this membership group. I have to do a membership because memberships work. Oh, but I, one-on-one works too. So I got to do, and I got to, oh, a group program. And I love the idea of this course and like you're doing it and you're launching it and you're all uncomfortable and you're not sure and you're pivoting and you're doing the thing. And you're like, it literally was a constant, I don't know. It was like noisy in a way, right? It was just so much stuff and stress and my mind, your mind, my mind was like, I don't even know. I couldn't have heard my own thoughts if I even tried to have my own thoughts other than I'm going to hire this coach and they're going to tell me what to do. I'm going to take this course and they're going to tell me what to do. And then this year when I, uh, like I'm unleashing, it got so quiet. I am on this. Once I started, it was like a roller coaster. Like once I sniffed, <laughs> I'm like, no more to that one. Let's cut that tether. Let's that should, I'm not taking with me. And once all of a sudden I stopped doing what other people told me to do, man, it became like an addiction, like (laughs) simpler and simpler and simpler and simpler. Unfollow this person. I don't want to hear it from this person. I, oh, I see now I'm following you and all you want to do is sell something and you're telling me what to do. Oh, nope, nope. Not falling into that trap again. And all of a sudden what I desire has popped up. Like I can I can hear myself. And I'm like, oh, I, I didn't even know I had my own thoughts. <laughs> I didn't even know I had my own decision-making abilities. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. That's amazing. I'm glad that you've taken the, the untethered, right? Did I say untethered. that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here. Because yeah, I mean, and that's really where you bloom is when you take that time to actually step back and look at yourself and not worry about like all the other things, like you said, the shoulds, the fears, the everything. I mean, yeah, I so much, I do that so often. And I stop myself like this year, I've gotten really good about pulling back. I mean, in addition to my learning, I'm a certification junkie. So I have (laughs) have so many certifications that I've taken and I have under my belt or courses, which I think is great. But yet when I'm spending all that time doing those things, then it takes me away from the things that maybe I really are passionate about or want to do. Because I'd be like, well, it would really be good to have this certification so that I could do it get even better at it. But yet the things that I'm really good at are the things that I've like organically learned and done for myself. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. So it makes Mm -hmm. you think you, so I guess 
I guess though, I love to learn too. Like I get that, right? Like I, mm-hmm. I do this year, I cut myself off. I wanted to do another career coaching certification. And I'm like, Katarina, you don't need that right now. You can do that later on. You're already written a certified coach. You don't need another like tool in your tool belt right now. Why don't you play with what you got? <laughs> um, but I, it's interesting because I think we forget about, and I think because society doesn't really, if you think about it, um, honor or I don't know, hone our natural gifts, right? Like it's all on what you learned instead of like, what are you naturally good at? And so if society can't, doesn't like put emphasis on that, it's hard for us to, because we weren't trained to see those things in us or to utilize our natural gifts. Yes. Oh, absolutely. And I, I agree with you. Like education, especially I have two, two in college now and one still in high school. And that's like the continuous thing we're talking. What are you going to go to learn? What are you going to go study? What are you going to do? You know, like it's that it's not just really giving them an opportunity to listen to themselves. And I know because I, it took me forever in my business to actually listen to my own self. Yeah. 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 What do you love about your skills? Like what skills do you love using? Hmm. I, so that as I've talked about the content, I love that piece. Like when I started my business, when I started writing blogs, I hated it. Like it was a dreaded thing. Like, oh my gosh, I have to write another blog. <laughs> and now I, I love it. And then I've transitioned to adding in a YouTube, the YouTube piece. I think I told you about that on top of it, that whole nother layer. And that was like a dread too. Like, oh my God, I got to film a video. Ugh. But now I'm like, I get excited about those things because I've taken the time to learn them for myself and learn to be comfortable doing them. And that's just completely changed my whole thought process. And you know, everything is just a thought like you. Yeah what you do. So, but yes. So I love the fact that I've, that I dug in and, you know, if anything, that's the one thing that I've been consistent about in my business since I started, except for like one year blogging, one year I took blogging. Yeah. One year is, is it. And I'm like, uh, I, I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I just can't, I can't. And I took like a whole and almost a whole entire year off. And I'm like, Oh my goodness. I, that's ridiculous, Michelle. You can do this. Stop telling yourself you can't. You're just getting in your head. Um, and since I made that simply made the decision that yes, this is, this is my business model. I'm a long form, mm-hmm. long game marketing plan. That's like been mine from the beginning. And after I'm like, yep, that's my decision. That was one of the only decisions I can honestly say that I didn't, after I made it, didn't second guess it again. I'm like, yep, that's that's what I do. That's my marketing plan. I love that so much. I start, when I started my business, I started blogging and I loved it. I that was it. I just, I was working full time. I'd either get up really, really early or I'd stay up late in this room in the dark. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't have a ring light then. It was just a la- one lamp and I'd be writing away. And that's how I grew my list. That's how I had one blog that was, I guess it had the perfect SEO on Google. And it was like uh, six, something about like six things to do when you're stuck 
or feel stuck and stagnant in your life and business. Mm-hmm. I mean, that thing, I had so many people join my email list from it. It was fantastic. And then somebody was like, you know, you're, you should read this. That's not the right way to blog. So what you got to do is you have to like, they're too long and you have to have headlines and sub tag sub headlines and you have to have bullet points. And so then I try to do it in this like curated way and have to have tips and every blog. And I stopped. I literally just one. it was no longer fun. It no longer, I'm a, I'm, I'm a long, I'm, I write long captions. <laughs> I'm long-winded, long format writer. And they were like, your blogs are too long. Nobody's going to read them. And so I stopped. And then mm-hmm. I was like, well, what do I do now if, I, if I'm if i not blogging? And then I, for a while I went back and I did it my own way. And then I started the podcast, but I only started the podcast after I got over the only celebrities or radio hosts can have a podcast. <laughs> a normal person can. Who am I? Nobody's going to listen to me. And that went on until Kate's mastermind when we were in there and everybody started a podcast mm-hmm. at the same time. And I'm like, all right, I'll try too. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, blogging. It's so funny because you'll hear people saying blogging is dead. And I'm like, hmm, I don't know. I find myself on blogs all the time <laughs> reading them. Mm-hmm. I know. Me too. I do too. I might not read word for word, but that's like the first thing. I mean, Google's my friend. Like that's the first place I go when I'm looking for an answer. I think I mentioned like, I'll go to Google. That'll be the first place. And then I'll go and search on a podcast just for that. And then YouTube, like those are like my three areas for information. Well, and Pinterest. Okay. Maybe at four. Yeah. Yeah. So you still blog, but you said you turned it into Mm -hmm. a vlog now, right? Now it's it's video. Yes. Yes. It is video. However, I probably do it. I probably put way too much effort into it more than a normal person because I script it out and then I record it and then I transcribe it, but yet I still write my blog post because it just feel like it doesn't feel Talking is different than reading, I think. Yeah. So yeah, they're so not ever quite the same. You're in the same room. You're you're in good company because I will script out my podcast, like my single episodes, mm-hmm. and then I'll retype them as like in more bloggy format. And or if I do a recorded one with a guest, I might like transcribe it and then edit it down into and then make it into a blog like I do yeah I I definitely spend a lot of time (laughs) a lot more time than I should but then there's at least because show notes for me take longer than fixing a transcribed you know transcription Mm -hmm. oh I agree and and okay so that might be one of the things too, like with how my, rep- when I repurpose thing is a little bit different because I do write them both. But when I also write out my blog posts, though I make sure that I have them, like the chunks of them, like the paragraphs are in standalone almost so that you I can take those pieces out and put them in different areas. Ooh, fancy. Yeah, like throughout... <laughs> And then I have like a beautiful 
content bank. So like all of those things go in my content bank. So then I can, and it goes on a recycled schedule. Oh, I have it like all. (laughs) That is your natural talent right there. (laughs) Yes. But it took me a really long time to see it because you know, like you can't see what you're good at. Somebody else has to point it out to you. Yep. I never used a repurpose. So funny story, never would repurpose anything. So I would write the blog post, but then write totally different Facebook posts. Everything was, podcast was totally different. And I thought everybody that even coaches were like, repurpose, stop. But but what, what I have to say today might be so important. I mean, so create it, but stop. Like, you don't have to keep creating content until I was just burning out because all I was doing was creating content, creating content. And then I, yes, it took about two, three years for me to be like, oh God, I need to repurpose this stuff. I can't, Mm -hmm. I can't produce any more content. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. Because you get to that point where you're like, oh my God, I cannot do this anymore. I cannot. Like it just sucks everything out of you. And you're like, and that was my break my year break that I had in there from content creating. Cause I'm like, I can't do this anymore. Like, Oh my gosh, it's just yeah. sucking everything out of me. Yep. But there's gotta be a better way. Yeah. Yeah. I would spend every waking hour that I was not working my nine to five job, working in my massage business, coaching, creating content. I had no life, <laughs> no life whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And But again, like everything in your life comes back to your mindset. Everything comes back to your mindset, to your thoughts and the things that you have, because you think, oh, well, it's got to be done this way. It's got to be unique. It's got to be original. Everything has to be unique and original. And that doesn't necessarily mean that it it needs to, because who knows who's actually read it. Yeah. And it was original to begin with. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And what do they say? You have to hear things like seven to eight times before you're like, oh, yeah. I remember, you know, Amanda Francis, um, the money queen, she has money. She has a money course and she launches it every year and she has all these other ones. And she goes through these launches. Like it'll be money mentality makeover. I think is what it's called. And then she'll have another one. And I get her all her emails and I love her emails. And so then I started to realize, wait, I've heard this story before. And I realized, and I went, I'm like, oh my gosh, she is about to launch this program. And I realized like it was some of the same emails she had used previously. And I'm like, man, she makes like millions of dollars and she's repurposed. I'm like, I even remember these emails <laughs> from a year ago, mm-hmm. like, or six months ago. I was like, if she can do it, I can do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the things, you know, we, something that's not thought about that, that you can do it because more than likely those were her most opened emails yep. yep. and she's, or the ones that got the most traction. So she's using them again, but yeah. who knows how many years she's been using them. And it wasn't until now that it sunk in you're like, Oh, I got heard this before. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. She might've been using them for years, maybe tweaks them along the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm entrepreneurial life is so interesting. It's a Mm -hmm. roller coaster. And it's, I think it's, people want it to be the action, but it really is the mindset. It really is the driving force for every decision we make. Mm -hmm. 
absolutely. Oh, I would love it to be the action because I'm an action taker. I know. I can do action all day long, but then it's when I actually have that mind that realize that it's my mind that's creating all of the trauma in my life. You know, mm-hmm. I should say trauma because it's not, but you know what I mean? Drama, maybe. <laughs> <is a> better <laughs> word. Creating all of that in my life. It's like, oh my goodness, like why? And then, you know, you question, why didn't I figure out the sinners? But I'm like, no, it's okay. Like I was meant to go down that path. So, but I'm here now yep. celebrate getting to the, to the point we are, but yeah, it's, the, it's crazy. Like yeah. you've, I wish it would be, I wish there was an easy button for it, but I just feel it's best almost that I went through those things for myself. Like I'm the type of person that has to go through it for myself. Oh yeah. I can't be told. I can't. Mm. I'm sure people told me a lot of stuff when I started out, but I had to figure it out myself. Mm -hmm. And look at some of those things that they told you that brought, you know, you didn't do it there that you stopped doing something that you did well because they said not to do it, but yet it was working for you. Yeah. Well, just like, oh, you can't just put up a website and people will find you. Well, the first three clients I got came from my, they they found my website, read my story and were like, I want that to be my story. And they hired me. And then as soon as somebody said, that's not how it works, I stopped putting effort into my website. I stopped putting, I stopped asking people for testimonials on Google. And now, and this is years ago, I went back and now I look at my Google analytics and I'm like, oh my gosh, like hundreds of people, like one month, a thousand people found me on Google. Nobody called me, nobody messaged me, nothing. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I had no idea, but my website's outdated and everything on there. I, the phone number I had on there, I no longer had, so but they could have been calling me. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I was like, Oh, like if I often wonder if I would have kept believing it and kept putting effort, effort into that blog I was doing, cause right. They were reading my blog. Where would my business be? But I also feel like a, now I'm a better coach because I can recognize when people are doing it. I can recognize the shoulds that people are living in so fast now. You know, I can I can hear it in them. Some of my clients that I follow, I know what free challenges they're doing or what courses they're taking because they're splashing it up on Instagram. Look, I'm in this and look at them in this. And I'm like, oh, how long will it be until they realize like, they mm-hmm. lose their, their own path because of the shoulds? of all those courses and free stuff they're soaking in to get the house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, because it seems easier. Like it seems easier to take somebody else's how, but what's hard is that their how is not like everything about them and the way they think is not the same way as how you think and how you do things. And I, that's really where I think some of the, the problem comes in because the ones that are probably super successful is because they have that same thought problem, that same thought pattern. Mm-hmm. And the ones that maybe it doesn't work, they're not. Because now I've gotten to the point where I'm, I can pinpoint really quickly whether or not something's going to work for me or not work for me yeah. based on like, oh yeah, no, they're, they're not the one for me. I like their content, but they're not the one for me. Like I can tell that really easily. Yeah. Yeah. I often think like two things. One, 
everything's like a tool. And so if you're like, I love Instagram so much. I want to, I want to be on it all the time. I'm excited about it. I want to learn about it. And you find somebody that that's their jam and you jive with their energy and you drive like you're, it's going to work for you. But if you're mm-hmm. like, I've got to make it work. <laughs> I have to make it work. I need everybody says Instagram's where to be reels. I got to do reels. I got to do TikTok. I got to learn it. And you're trying, it's like square peg, round hole. It's, it's not like, and I think people don't realize like the people that it, that are teaching you it, that's the point they realize their business worked because they found the thing that worked for them, but it's not going to work for everybody unless you're like lit up by it and excited by it. But also it's also their evolution. It's when they believed their business worked for them is in that strategy, but they're not sharing all the crap they went through, the evolution they went through, the, you know, how they had to find their own way that maybe the way they use Instagram or Pinterest or how they podcast went through an evolution. They used to, so it's so many different ways until they found the way that worked for them. They're kind of forgetting to share that message <laughs> along mm-hmm. the way, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. they're trying to sell that strategy that they're mm-hmm. putting out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, Yes, they are. And yeah, they are. And I'll just leave it at that because what it is, but you do like that energy has to be there. Like you have to be fired up about it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Let's talk about TikTok because I go through that whole conversation with myself every other day. Oh, I should be on TikTok. No, I should be on TikTok. I went on TikTok for one hour once. That's it. One hour. I created a login, went on, and I was like, Mm-mm, nope, no. Nope. It was like two years ago, probably. I was like, no, no, Mm-mm, we're not going there. We're not doing this. I'm not dancing. I'm not. I'll do a reel. I do like reels, but I also acknowledge that reels take take a lot of energy out of me because of like mm-hmm. the creativity is not just long form writing or just showing up on video, right? Like it's 15 seconds, it's 30 seconds, it's an audio, it's like a snippet, a snippet. Then you have to write the long caption. And like, for me, I'd rather have somebody like, I I did a Reels challenge where she gave you audio options. She told you what to put, like in terms of three tips about this. And, you know, she might give you an idea of, like, she'll give you different ideas of what it could look like, right? Like, so she pulled different reels with that audio doing, and that helped, but it takes me way too long. And I'm like, okay, let's think about my content creation time. <laughs> it is not all day. Uh-huh. I don't have uh-huh. that bandwidth and it doesn't come easy. So I promise myself, I'll continue to do them till to build, to make it easier. And to add it as little elements of fun, but I'm the old school picture, long form content. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Me too. I the reels are the things that I skip past on Instagram because I like the I join Instagram because I like to look at pretty pictures. Yes, the pictures, and I read the I want to know the captions. Mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. I do. Amanda Francis, speaking of her again, she does it. She's she, what she does. She has pictures from her entire day. So if she's out to coffee, she's with her kids, she's do, like pretty views and she does carousels. And then mm-hmm. she does long form content. And I'm like, and this lady makes millions. So if you're going to tell me it still doesn't work, mm-hmm. it works. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I can do that. I can do that. And that that's how I can show up. 
And then I can do Instagram stories. And then, but I told myself I can do reels, but I have to evolve into it being easy as opposed to me now taking all this time, frustrating myself, getting uncomfortable and not showing up anywhere else in order to, mm-hmm. because you mm-hmm. should, you should. Oh, I know. <laughs> I have, a, I have a few reels out there, but most of them aren't necessarily like me talking into them. I do a lot of image based. Yes. Okay. Let's just, uh, and then I take, cause I'll take my carousel and repurpose that actually to a, a Pinterest idea pin. Ooh. Okay. So then, then I put my, that, that carousel post for Instagram, instead of doing a reel with it, I will make it a, an, an idea pin on Pinterest. Like that. The video. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to get, I think I could do that in reels. I didn't even know that. Cause I used to, I think Pinterest used to have stories, didn't it? Like, I think I've done a few Pinterest stories. Yeah, they they do, but they're they're the same with everybody else going to video because yeah, I mean we do like video. I'm not saying that we don't, but but most of the time I'm in places, like, places I can't listen to the audio because I'm out and about, and so I, sometimes mm-hmm. a reel has no purpose if it has no audio. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> unless mm-hmm. it's all like a checklist to look at or affirmations to read or the mm-hmm. whole like messages on it. Other than that, I, yeah, I just swipe, swipe. <laughs> Where's yep. the pictures? Yeah. <laughs> Where mm-hmm. are the people? I agree. Yeah. yeah. But again, I agree I, with you. like great example of how we each like identified the shoulds and then checked in with our own voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and people can feel your energy. Like if you dread doing a reel, you cannot tell me that people cannot tell that you absolutely are dreading doing that, that it's not fun for you because you don't have that same energy level mm-hmm. as you, as you do doing other things. I mean, thinking to my YouTube, when I first started YouTube and was completely paranoid, my energy then compared to what my energy now is when I do them are it's two completely different things. Yeah. Yeah. As you get comfortable and you find your way of doing things and that's when you light up. It's when you can talk faster, you can explain better, you can be more articulate because you're in your, like your zone of genius, right? Your zone of like, not even genius. Like this is your thing. This is how you show up as, right? If you you speak well, podcast might be your thing. If you write well, blogging might be, and but it shows, it shows it's not forced. Mm-hmm. It shows that you're in your element. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And your element has no should about it. Yeah, exactly. And that should be, mm-hmm. honestly, I think that's a good message for today is that your North star should be you finding your element in everything you do. I think a lot of people, especially in the entrepreneurial world, there's their measurement is based on the money they make. And it doesn't matter because they're so desperate to either leave a nine to five or to prove they can be successful or to pay their bills. And they're like, they're kind of building the business out of fear or out of like, I need to stop struggling as opposed to, I really want to do this and it's fun Mm -hmm. and I get to enjoy Mm -hmm. it and the money gets to be there. And they don't realize that like, it's really when you're in your elements 
that the money actually comes and the clients come because they're attracted to you being completely you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there's a relaxed vibe about it that you can't imitate in mm. any way. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. It just becomes, mm -hmm. it looks like it's just flowing easily. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that's mm -hmm. a nice place to be. It's like everything flows. Oh, it is. Like the energy just, I don't know. Like I've noticed in the last two years, like just by cutting the ties with all the shoulds and finding my own voice and, and deciding things based on what I want in the moment, not even like big picture, like in the moment, what do I want to do? Do I want to host this? Do I not? Do I want to do this program? Do I not? My, I feel calmer. I feel, I feel like I'm more connected to my expertise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I can see that because you're, you're not letting anything else get in the way. Mm -hmm. of, yeah. And I can see that. I remember you, I remember you in the master class. I guess you were VA, VA then? Or any I was OBM. a VA just transitioning into being an OBM. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember that. And then I mm -hmm. remember following you on Instagram and there was this blip of time. That must have been the, when you took time off. There was like this blip mm -hmm. of time when you kind of disappeared. You would show up and then all of a sudden you were gone. And then now I can tell you're more at ease. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it's it doesn't feel like a chore to actually put things out there. Like yeah. I have my, it's because I'm a very, so one thing that I would love being an OBM because I like systems and processes, but yet, and I have my processes in place for it, but yet that's not like, it didn't fill me up. Like I didn't, yeah didn't, I'm like, didn't every day go, oh, this is so much fun. And I think like, there's so many different elements and pieces that come along with having to manage somebody else's business. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's yeah. like. Some of them are good and some of them are not. So I was like, okay, what do I, like, I took that time. Like I didn't hustle into something else. I like got some, a different form of income to come in so that I didn't have to worry about it when I was actually taking that time to just really tap into what do I love? Like, what do I absolutely love to do and can do all the time? And you know what? It took me a hot minute to actually figure out, oh, out of all this time when I haven't been doing it, what's the one thing that I've been doing the whole time? My content and repurposing my content. That, so it's, I think you said something interesting, like you can be good at something and not have a passion for it. I remember people in nonprofit world, I would raise a lot of money and it was good at my job. And people are like, well, you're really good at what you do. And I'm like, but I don't like it. Like I can be good at it, but it doesn't light me up. It doesn't like spark my heart and soul. So you can be good at something, but it, honestly, if you're doing something because you're just good at it and you don't have a passion for it, it's the biggest energy drain. Mm -hmm. And I think I could probably imagine that when you, you know, were transitioning out of OBM, you knew all the things you were good at, but how do you find that thing that you're passionate about that you could mm -hmm. do, you know, naturally in your sleep and talk about all day? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's hard because it's right in front of your face, but yet you can't see it. 
it's really hard. <laughs> it is because we're not trained to think that way. Like mm-hmm. I think when we were born, we probably were trained to think that way. And then society told you not to think that way. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. and and I think also it shouldn't be easy. <laughs> like that was like a big one. It can't be easy. You, If it's easy, you can't make money doing it. It can't be fun. It can't come natural to you. That just is not how it works. You got to hustle and you got to sweat and you got to, <laughs> you got to use all your time. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. And I think we talked about this the other time too, um, when we met last time, because I do enjoy to work. Like I like to work like a lot. So when you would hear people say, oh, well, you can't hustle. If you're hustling, you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, well, I might be hustling here. So this must not be right and not the right thing to do. And it's like, wait a second, that's who I am. Like I, that just, I am like, I am always moving. I'm always doing something no matter what, but I don't, I think I probably should take down, should take more downtime, but I, I tend not to, like, I like to be doing things. I like to always be busy. And I like the fact that I've given myself permission. It's okay. I can work a lot of hours if I want to. And if I don't want to, I don't have to, like, I get to make my my own rules of what I do. Well, and I think the word hustle is just so loaded because hustle gives the connotation that you have to be miserable and you have to be struggling and you have to, you know, I don't sacrifice, but like Mm -hmm. the whole reason why we all decided to go into business for ourselves is so that we didn't feel like we always needed to escape. Like we don't need like life is enjoyable in the thing we're doing to make money that if I'm sitting down or I'm recording this podcast, this isn't, I, I had two recordings today. I actually moved one, but like, Mm -hmm. if I did three hours of podcast recording to me, that's not work. This is, I love this. I love these conversations. I love showing up here. I don't care if I did it for eight hours straight. It doesn't feel like work. And so I think that's an old that's, I think, the old fear of going back to the corporate masculine mm. energy only structure, not the mm. masculine, feminine, beautiful flow structure, the, uh-oh, you're, you're going to be, you know, working long hours and not enjoying life kind of, mm. I don't know, idea. Absolutely. So this, when you're saying this, it brings up a story. So my mom was um, riding in the car with a friend of mine. We were going to some sporting event and she was riding along. And I think it must've been on a, it was on a Saturday and the next, you know, Sunday coming up. And she's like, Oh God, I have to go back to work. I just dread Sundays. And I'm like, I, or she goes, I dread Mondays. That's what it was. It must've been a Sunday. She's like, Oh, I just dread Mondays. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I love Mondays. They're like my favorite day of the week because it's like new energy and fresh and and the possibility is there for everything that's going to happen. And she's like, really? No, no. I'm going back to my job and I hate it. 
Mm. type of thing and my mom's like that she goes I just think of that story about how happy you are and how you can actually love Mondays more than Fridays yeah that's the old uh you settle into a job you do it without Mm -hmm. complaining you just settle for whatever you know is bringing in the money I think that was the norm like you just don't look forward to you look forward to Friday but you don't look forward to Monday and it's like a (laughs) an alien phenomenon of like, (laughs) I love Mondays. I look forward to my Monday. Mondays are my admin day in my coaching business. Like my CEO day. Oh my gosh. I love Mondays. (laughs) Like I know. The scenes creating is so exciting. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know. And it's just, it's just that different thought pattern pattern that you have and it's also being willing to break out of it. Like you have having enough courage to want to break out of the being like everybody else and not wanting to do it because that's the things that have to keep you going when it gets hard because it's not easy to be an entrepreneur but you have to have those things that keep you going when it's hard and I think that that's one of them like no matter what I love it and I love my business and what I do yeah that's why you have to choose the elements in your business that bring you so much joy Mm -hmm. because there's other things in business that suck. Like you can be doing all the joyful stuff, be really successful and then have months of like crickets, right? Like Mm -hmm. it is the most unpredictable thing. But I think you brought up a really good point though. And I hear this a lot of from entrepreneurs who think they were free, um, have a fear of failing, but they're actually afraid of succeeding. Like they're actually afraid of loving their business, that it's flowing that they love to wake up on Mondays because of the people in their life that are not experiencing it and the guilt of what if I enjoy my life? What if I'm doing it not because people expect me to do things a certain way, but I'm doing it my way, enjoying my life, following my passion, building my dream life. And then that happens, right? Like the judgment, the guilt, these it's it's all going to come crashing down because you can't have it that good from you know that pressure from other people I think it's Mm -hmm. the because a lot of people live in the world of shoulds and live in the world of this is how it's been done or how it's I'm expected to do it and they don't leave that world they don't ever find their voice and I -hmm. think the entrepreneurs listening should really or even future entrepreneurs listening should really like kind of honor themselves. Like you are, you're embarking on something that's going to require you to be you and to break. The only way you're going to make it work is if you cut all of these shoulds and untether yourself from all the conditioning in order to create that vision that you desire. Mm -hmm. It's, it's really the only path that's going to get you where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Only path. Mm-hmm. I, I say it as um I had I I created a quote one day and now I can't think of it, but it was like you can't you can't create somebody else's dream. So if you're trying to do it the way somebody else has done it, you you're creating their dream, not your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good quote because yes, it's 100 percent true. Yeah. Yeah. You can take all those things and use it as knowledge, but you have to make it your own in order for it to be truly successful, I think. 
Yeah. And I think a lot of people, and I don't know if you remember this when you first started out, like standing out was like a bad thing. Like you didn't want to be different because being different meant it wasn't going to work. So you were trying to do with the way everybody else did it because that's how they were professional, like um, successful. But really, in, as an entrepreneur, you actually want to be as unique as possible. You really want it to do it your way because mm-hmm. that's actually the thing that's going to attract the people to you. And it's mm-hmm. just like funny because most people don't want to stand out because different is bad. It, you know, because there's no, there's no set path when you're different, right? Like you don't know what it looks like, but actually that's the only way to do it. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, and it's hard because you don't want to be different. It's like that whole, like if you, you know, mindset again, like your thought process of, oh, I can't get thrown out of the, the tribe because uh-huh. I need to be, I need my safety to be in there where it's okay. Like we'll be okay. Yeah. 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 Well, that's why trusting yourself getting to know yourself and trusting yourself. You've gotten this far. You're in your twenties, thirties, forties, fifties, sixties. You've, you've survived this far. And there's a tribe. Mm -hmm. If it's not the people you're surrounded with now, it's the people that are on the same path as you that Mm -hmm. become your tribe, your group, Mm -hmm. your people. Exactly. Yes. Yes, absolutely. This was such a fun conversation. (laughs) It was. I'm so glad that you invited me on. Yeah. I I like this format. It's just very laid back and it's not, I don't know, like sometimes guest interviews are very like, so like one focus and you know what I mean? Like, I love them because you're, they're sharing their expertise, but this is kind of more like a coffee chat. Sharing. I agree. (laughs) I agree. It was because we covered so many different topics. Yes. In the same And it's funny how, I think we talked about it before with how we were, everything we did seemed to be so similar. Yeah. Yeah. Similar, similar hiccups, mindset Mm -hmm. traps, all that along the way. I guess it's more like similar because we were both evolving. Like, and Mm -hmm. I think that's like one of the key things about this is like, it's an evolution. Like I say this all the time. It's an evolution. Like you're becoming. Mm -hmm. The next version of yourself. You're becoming the person that does things your way. You you know, and it's mm-hmm. it's when you're evolving, it's a it's a messy middle. <laughs> it's uncomfortable. Yeah. It's messy. It takes a lot of trial and error. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's it's funny that that you say this, and I just wanna want so last year. You know how I don't know if you pick words of the year, but. Last year, I wasn't able to pick my word. I So I picked two and it was certain and becoming. And then I had met with my um, coach and I had said, these are my words. And she goes, oh, and I said, certain and becoming. And she goes, or becoming certain. I was like, oh my goodness. Yes. And this has been, so you're on tethering and this has been my year where I'm becoming certain. Well, that is so funny because I chose three words Mm -hmm. last year and they were untethering, evolution and becoming. (laughs) So in actually January, I'm launching what's going to be my new signature program. It's going to be my, Mm -hmm. my all my big thing that I move forward with in my business called becoming. And it's like a mastermind group Mm -hmm. membership type thing. But I'm like, this is, this is my thing becoming because it all is a becoming process. 
as opposed to the old school belief that you take action and you get a result, it's it's not that. It's a mis- messy evolution. And when you can plan your life that way, as opposed to I take up, I I will be whole or I'll be abundant, I'll be joyful when I get somewhere. It's the creating it now so that it can become who you are. And so, yeah, becoming was, un- but I, have to, I had to untether in order to become. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I get it. That is so that you say that. Well, we had one word in common. Yes. I'm working on my word for next year. I've been like tossing some things around, but I think for I'm not me, 100% it's sure yet. simple. I am, I have my whole office is full of things I want to sell. I am like my, I stripped down my entire business to two programs next year and that's it. Like, I'm just like, I want to enjoy life where I am now, as opposed to constantly creating something new. And that I realize is like, you have to strip away all the excess to get there. So I think I'm playing with simple. Okay. Well, that's one of my words that I'm teetering on. <laughs> um, but I also have the word adventure because I'm like, mm-hmm. this is my whole new adventure. It is. Mm-hmm. I like that. And that can mean so many different things. I know. I know. So I have, I but you can have more than one. You had to. I know. I know. I had two last year, so I could, <laughs> a simple adventure. <laughs> should that you need a word of the year and make it, I can have 14 of them. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Well, I like to put it on my vision board and then my vision board is on my desktop so I can see my goals and where I'm going the whole, the whole year, like as that reminder. So I had to lose sight of it. I don't know if you remember in the, I was in master Kate's mastermind twice and she actually printed the word of our year on necklaces. So I still have them. Like, I think I want to do that this year. I think I want to make a necklace with my word of the year. Uh, I should do that. Yes, yeah, she, but my daughter stole it. So I don't know where exactly it's at anymore. <laughs> I'm guessing it's at her house with her because <laughs> I don't have it anymore. <laughs> That's so funny. That's yeah. Okay. And my, Pass it on. yeah, my, yeah, my word that year, I think it, I know, I know, I don't think, I know it was consistency because I had taken that break. Oh, I okay. I was in that and I was like, I need to be consistent. So yeah. I think mine was, believe and I don't remember my second word I think it was my believe yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and then the year that I um was let go from my sales job Ooh, that, that family I picked the word family before it even happened mm-hmm. I, like, oh, <laughs> I tell you manifested that one perfectly <laughs> Well, and I think it's that, you know, going into that whole, you're, you're not listening to your inner voice, but yet when you're searching for that word, it's that voice, you know, that wanting to come out and you're saying, this is your, this is your focus. This is what it needs to be. Yeah. Listen to me. (laughs) Intuition. And you're at that moment, trusting what feels good. We forget what feels good is actually right for us. And that's the one moment where like, what word feels good for me as opposed, you know, and that's how mm-hmm. you're in. Yeah. Your intuition is like, oh, what's coming up? <laughs> this is what will feel good for you. I know. I know. I know. So, <laughs> Well, where can people find you? So they can find me on my website, which is mistask.com. Um, and I'm on Instagram and I have a Facebook or Instagram. 
Facebook, but my YouTube channel, which is also Miss Task because now they have handles. So I have it there. I didn't well. know that. That's fancy. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I like feel fancy because I, that's what it is. But so those are the, those are the YouTube and my website are the two places that I hang out the most. And if you find me on Instagram, that's at Michelle Dewey OBM because I didn't change the name. <laughs> <laughs> but you can, and it's easy. I did it last year and it was easy. <laughs> well, I already have Michelle Dewey under my personal, I don't, I don't know. Is it, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> it's only a handle. It means nothing. Exactly. I'll send you my information. So okay. You put it in your notes. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you. This was a fun little coffee chat, even though I had water in that coffee, but <laughs> I had tea. Oh, a little tea chat. <laughs> yeah. Tea yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. And we'll see you all next time. Hi there. If you're ready to be the woman that has all she desires, If you want to become untethered to the fears and limiting beliefs holding you back from taking action and showing up in your business, if you find yourself caught in a spiral of negative thoughts taking up valuable time and energy, thoughts such as, I'm not good enough, my family won't approve, what if no one buys, I'm not worthy enough, what if I raise my prices and no one one joins my programs, I don't know enough, what if I fail, maybe success isn't meant for me or any other limiting belief or fear, then Breakthrough is perfect for you. Breakthrough is a two-week one-on-one coaching experience with me where we dive into identifying and working through all that is keeping you from your next level breakthrough in your business. This is where we rewire your thoughts so you embody the beliefs, the thoughts, and the actions that'll bring you to your next level success and dream. Breakthrough includes one 90-minute call with me, plus two weeks of Voxer app coaching where you have access to me each day during the two weeks for coaching and support. So if you're ready for your next level breakthrough, click the link in the podcast description and let's get started.